Welcome back to the Lost Joystick Network. Episode 40. It's a motherfucking milestone. You know what? I'm disappointed <laughs> in us. You know what we should have done? Had a celebration. We should have had 40s for 40. We fucked up. Uh, Could have got yeah. some Colt 45, maybe some King Cobra. We did. A little malt. We did. <laughs> we fucked up. Well. Welcome back. I never left, says Valdor. <laughs> we love you, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. I got a feeling that's pretty accurate. I don't think that's far from the truth. Nope. And I, I appreciate that about him. Love him. All right. I am your host, Mike. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Jay. Jay, how was your week? How was your weeks? My weeks? Yeah, yeah. It's been two. Uh, good. All right. He's not the best color man in the league for nothing, folks. That's right. <laughs> That's it? Good? What have you been up to? Anything? Um, no. Yeah? Thinking. No? No. Well, Heather had a birthday. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Baby. <laughs> Heather had a baby, everybody. No. She didn't. Nope. No, we would have known about I'd have heard about that. Yeah, happy birthday to Heather. Yeah. She uh, turned 29 yet again. Yes. Beautiful uh, as ever. I assume I haven't seen her in years. <laughs> I never see her. Jackass. She sounds great. Watch some football. Yeah. Yeah, we, we did. Yeah. We did. We, watched, we got together on Sunday, hung out a little bit. Tore some speakers apart. We did. We My thumbs still hurt. I'm sure they do. You got a little crush going. Yeah. The, the, we were refoaming some vintage speakers, yeah. and it, you had to get these rims Those around. Trim rings the off trim of rings them. were just a pain in the ass. They were glued on. They're like 90 speakers. So they whatever. only broke two of the six. Yeah, that's okay. They'll glue back on. Yeah. They'll be fine. You'll never even know. Yeah. The only person I'll ever know is you and me. Yep. And I'm going to tell everybody. Yep. Yep. So. I play a little video game. Yeah, so. what, what'd you play? Actually, I didn't talk about it last episode. I finally beat Spider-Man. Beat Spider-Man, okay. Yeah. Very good, very I good. I did, uh, that was really, I just played a little more Spider-Man. Okay. Nothing too crazy. That's it, Spider-Man. Yeah. I heard Spider-Man 2's coming. Is it really? That's what Kyle told me, I don't really know. No poop. Yeah, Kyle came over, helped me out with some stuff this week, and while he was there, he told me about that, and I was like, <laughs> I don't It'll give probably a be shit. Out on the PS5, though, probably won't be on the PS4. Mm, we'll find out. You know what I am sad about that I haven't done yet, because I've been talking about it constantly? Still haven't watched Last of Us yet. Ooh, because that's on my list. I know. We'll get to it. it that's is, okay. So. That's okay. So what about you? Let's let's get to your list, shall we? <sighs> Indeed, let's. Okay. Indeed. Well, from a video game playing perspective, it's more of the same for me. I played the game for the show. Okay. I also played some Breath of the Wild. Because no. Not, it's true. It's true. I got 16 heart containers and two and two-thirds full wheels of stamina. And I'm out there, man. And I'm loving every minute of it. No, I played I played some Breath of the Wild as I always do. I love that game. I just really enjoyed like hanging out and basically halfway falling asleep to playing it. And then I just turned it off and go to sleep. <laughs> How many hours do you think you have in that game? At least 10. Thousand. Twelve. Thousand. Maybe. Thousand. No, it's it's if you look on the switch, you know, account thing, yeah, it's 300 or something oh, i'll bet I'll, I'll bet you it's probably twice that because when you restart i don't know if it oh starts over i think what it's supposed to do is once you catch up to whatever it is that you're at like let's say i've played 300 hours until you play another 300 hours it won't start counting again so oh. be, so i'd have to get to 600 before it gets this so i'll know <laughs> i guess yeah, you'll find out when you get 600 but i don't know if that's right or not i believe i read that somewhere but anyway yes so played Breath of the wild played the game for the show 
I did watch Last of Us. I watched the first episode. I've not watched the second one yet. And I will tell you, and I'm going to avoid spoilers and get into anything about the game or the whatever. If you are a fan of the game, you will love the show because it's impossible not to because it's what it is. <laughs> it's basically watching the beginning of the game. You're not interacting. It's just the story of the show of the game. So I need to watch it. Yeah, it's I'm I, going to. I, I, I have all intent. I just haven't. I thought it was phenomenal. It was well produced. I thought the acting was good. It's the opposite of everything you should have come to expect for a video game based television show or movie. It's it's I would I don't know what anybody else, you know, thinks, but I'm I'm in. Like I I really I'm going to watch it. It it gave me early walking dead vibes is how it felt. But better, right? I wouldn't say better, just different. If you don't like The Walking Dead, it's not it's the topic of the show less than the feel. It was a good feel, it's cool feel. Yeah. I guess that's where it's hard because I I love The Walking Dead because I read the comics. Yeah, of course. But I got I got after I don't know, probably <laughs> like four or five seasons in, I just got to the point where I'm like Everybody okay. got wore out on that show. Yeah, it's like I, okay, it's you got to now. Negan bashing in Glenn's head and then it was like Yeah, I didn't make it much past okay, that. Okay, and then Carl's in the back of the he's it, the, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And then the comics it all diverges into the different factions and all that stuff. And yeah. it's, but it was cool. Like I liked that show up until about the same amount of time as you did. I just was like, and there was episodes of that show. Where I was like, what's happening? Nothing's happening. Yeah. Leave, go somewhere. You're just standing there. You know what would have made that better? God. If just out of the blue, you just heard somebody go, fuck off with the guns. <laughs> what in the fuck? They just, need anyway. to, they just needed Donnie in it. They needed Donnie, maybe. Donnie would have reinvented you know that whole mm, series. Donnie would have got him killed. Yeah, probably. Donnie would have been up in his ivory tower screaming at everybody, and then here comes the herd of zombies. Oh, there's somebody over there? Well, let's go eat them. He'd tell the <laughs> zombies to pound sand. Yeah. I have to work back shift tonight. <laughs> Fucking zombies. Anyway. Hmm. All right. And then the last thing I really, the biggest thing I kind of did is worked with our friend Kalen, Milwaukee retro gamer, Got all, <laughs> I had to file all my TPS reports and ensure all my tax forms were in order. Did you put the cover page on? I, oh shit. I don't know. I hope so. I hope so. I, you know what? I feel like I did because I'm going to tell you, I went and finalized everything to have our booths at the Midwest Gaming Classic. So, okay. myself and Kalen will be there representing the Lost Joystick Network. Okay. We've got two booths side by side. I'll be selling stuff and what it'll also be is anybody hanging out, anybody at Midwest Gaming Classic that's a fan of the show, or friends, or both. You can be both Molestar, okay? Come drop your stuff off. Come hang out. Come help me. Give me a break for five minutes. You know, you want to come? Whatever. I'll do that. So I know you will. Okay. But but yeah, so we've got a couple booths. Logistics are done. Everything's been approved. We're good now. Just got to go do it. So I'm excited about that. And uh, There's supposed to be a lot of people coming. I I hope I'm gonna. I bought some stuff today specifically just to sell at the show, so I sure hope people come and buy it. Well, I think our collectors quest friends are going to be there. Yeah, it sounds like Johnny will be there. Potentially Tyler will be there. I certainly will extend them the same you know gratitude or uh, you know same thing to say you know come hang Kalen out. might be there. Come sit, but I don't know if he's going to be there. Oh, okay, I hope he makes it. Tentative. Kalen, I hope you can make it. Status pending. I think Valdor needs to go. I agree. I would, I would love if Valdor could show up. Tiger Wolf. Come on down. Yep. Get him in here. Let's go. He can show us what this is a boot. The whole squad. The whole school. Would, yep. 
Anyway, so that's what I've been up to. So cool. I think it's time to bust into our collecting update. Do you have any? I thought you were going to say bust a move. We switch games. I was thinking of Young MC, but that's because I'm old. But not, well, don't just stand there. I'm really old, not slightly old, that a person that would understand the Busted Move video game reference would get slightly older than that that would understand the Young MC reference. I got it. That's why I said. So don't just stand there, bust a Move. for the collecting update brought to you by lost joystick network i still love that there's a goat i think it's interesting that we never noticed we just said we sponsor our own collecting update segment but yes there's a weird noise in that sound clip we'll talk about that offline i think us sponsoring our collecting update is probably the smartest idea financially i think it's probably the only one we'll get financially yes or whatever anyway we should work out something with casey masterpiece (laughs) that would be amazing it would be pretty bad. Is it craft make that? Who makes that? Uh, I think so. I think <laughs> it is craft. Is it craft? I don't know. Anyway, well, I think KC makes it himself. It's a big pot of barbecue sauce. Jay, have you bought anything recently? What'd you buy? Sorry. I have actually one of them sitting down here you grabbed for me. Uh, I got Lovage. I was pretty excited about it. Tell people what it is. Not everybody knows what Lovage is. Lovage is a offshoot or a side project for Mr. Michael Patton. That's correct. From Faith No More, Tomahawk, Mr. Bungle, Phantomus. The list goes on. Yeah, I could go on all day, but one-time singer of Dillinger Escape Plan. That's correct. And he is on that with Prince Paul? No. I can't remember who all's in it. Africa Bombada's on it. The bad thing is is it's like 10 feet away from us. I could go grab it and look at it. Yeah, it's somebody. I can't read it for me. But anyway. All right. But yeah, I got that. Um, I got that as well, by the way. Oh, yeah. Cool. I got... I'm trying to think what else I got. I don't think I've got anything else, really. Give me all I got! That's, that's all I got. Give me all I got! I feel like I'm missing something. I'm sure you are. I feel sure like I missed are. something from last time. That's yeah, you always do. You don't write it down. I know. I should write it down. You really should. I should. Because I do. I have to go at it, because if I don't, I won't remember it. All right. So, what would you get? Oh, a few things. Enough of my yeah. debauchery. Wow, well, I don't want. I'll talk all night about all the things I bought. Said Jay. <laughs> okay, well, there's a lot of stuff going on here, and it was all kind of like in the last couple of days. This should happen. It'll now, be quick. It's just a lot of stuff. Number one, pretty good. Story. We got a new listener. His name is Zach. Zach, I found on Instagram. You know, we were following each other, and he posted like a lot of games that he had picked up, and he had a couple things I wanted. He had Wanted for the Sega Master System, which is a light gun game. It's kind of like, uh, I want to say it's like Hogan's Alley, but it's more of like in a Western theme. I don't know. Or Wild Gunman. It's actually more like Wild Gunman. That's oh, what okay. I was thinking of. And then I got this three-screw Donkey Kong NES cart. Now, they're kind of hard to find, you know. Those Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., you know, there's just a few of those black box early release NES games that got multiple releases. So, like, they never made another release of Gumshoe. I don't think there's a five. There's only a five-screw Gumshoe. But Donkey Kong, they obviously is a good seller, classic game. So they sold them into the time where they started doing three-screw carts. And I wound up picking one up. So I need to get a Donkey Kong Jr. That one's even harder to find than Donkey Kong and three-screw. 
So we'll see. I'm not a huge variant chaser when it comes to that stuff, but I keep all my five screw versions of the games that I have in my collection in the set down here for the little backdrop for for Instagram. So I'd like to replace them all with three screw versions. So I have it in the, in the rack down at home. So I have basically everything. I'm not going to do it for everything because man, some of them are just too expensive or hard to find. I'm I'm not going to mess with it. Yeah. But anyway, so I got that. That was a nice looking copy. Oh, it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was very nice. So I also got our, our mutual friend who you actually grew up with Tim. Yeah. Tim messaged me and said, Hey, are you interested in any uh, in my old console boxes? Like, I'm keeping the consoles, but I have the boxes. And I was like, yeah, what do you got? You know, of course, I'll take whatever, and I'll, I'll buy them off of you. So Tim says, sends me a picture. It is an NES Action Grey Gun set. Which is like the set you truly wanted. A black grid box, Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. which if you're looking now, it's the early one. It, there's a couple versions of this, but this was the early one. A Model 2 Sega CD box, which you never see. A 32 Xbox. A Nintendo 64 box. We'll just ignore that one. And a Wii. Like the first run, original run of the Wii with yeah. Wii Sports included and all that stuff. And all of them are like really nice. Like if you, again, for people who are listening to this now and not watching the live stream, the box behind us here is his box. And that thing is gorgeous. It's the Sonic Pack-In. It is the, I think it's going to be the first run of that gray, that black and, you know, the black grid box mm-hmm. with Sonic. There's this all the art, there's the altered beast, but I believe this is what came right after it. And it has the styrofoam. It has all the baggies and the twist ties and most of the manuals. Now the manuals I can find that stuff's easy. It's yeah. much easier than finding a nice box or the styrofoam. That's the worst. Getting one of those boxes with no styrofoam is like, why do I even have this? It's just, it's just kind of a waste. So. They are really nice. They're not like perfectly mint, but I'm going to tell you for 30 year old boxes that basically sat on a shelf for, you know, an entirety of their life. They, they, they have a little wear here and there, but I mean, look at that thing. It's not perfect, but I mean, golly. So I've never bought console box protectors before. I'm going to for these. Dude, that's in better condition than the box for my switches. It's in better condition than you or I both. Although we're older, so. It's true. Anyway. Not much older. All right. So that, that was very nice. He gave them to me. I told him I would pay him for them if I ever sell them or if I ever get to sell them, I'm going to talk to him first. Anyway. And then the final thing I bought, a little sketchy. I'm, I'm usually, you know, like pretty safe with my online purchases. But our friend John, retro game enthusiast in the chat, sends me, a, sends all of us a message and says, hey, this is a pretty good price on a gold Tyson Famicom cart. So I reach out to the person, like I, I was in the middle of a call and he's like, reach out to them. Well, they were already like blowing me up. Like, Hey, you know, trying to message me. So I said, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm definitely interested the in my person call. was. Yes. It was fine. They were, you know, hot to try to get rid of the thing. Whatever. Oh, well, well. So I wound up buying it from them. I used buyer protection and they shipped it already and it looks legit. So I'm like, that's fucking cool, man. Because as much as I'd like to have a complete box one, this is a good deal, too. It's probably half of what they go for is what it felt like I got it for. Yeah. And whatever, man. It, it was just really nice. And so that being said, that was pretty much what I bought. But, yeah, I'm excited. Anything else in the collecting segment before we move on? You know why I got nothing? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. I don't know why I ask you. That's stupid. You start asking the, the Anybody chat. else get anything cool? Nope. Okay. Moving All right, on. Moving on. Nope. Right. nope. Yep. So let's get into the show topic. Today's topic is Kid Chameleon for the Sega Genesis. Ooh. 
Jay, tell me about the release of Kid Chameleon for the Sega Genesis. Well, Michael, came out in Japan May 29th, 1992. Yeah, what's it known as in Japan? It is known as Chameleon Kid. Correct. Not Kid Chameleon. Right. In North America and Europe, though, it is known as Kid Chameleon. That is correct. Yes. Uh, and it came out in North America, actually, in March of 1992. Mm-hmm. And then in Europe, it came out in 1992. I like how things just get more vague. May 29th, 1992. March 92. 92. <laughs> it's interesting that this game came out in North America first. That is interesting. I didn't even think about that. There's good reason for that. We'll get to it. Okay. So, Jay, do you want to talk about the gameplay and story? I'll tell you this. Normally, I'd have you do gameplay and story because in development, there are things in there that you're usually unprepared. No, I shouldn't say unprepared. You're not comfortable saying, right? Like, Normally names. I don't really, we really don't have that problem this time. There's one, but it's eh. So I think you're safe. You want me to do the gameplay and story? Sure. All right. A little bit on the gameplay and story of Kid Chameleon. There's a new game in town, and it's defeating all of the kids. Wild Side is the latest arcade game. The game's boss, Heady Metal, has escaped from his scripted AI and is now kidnapping any kid who plays the game and doesn't beat it. <laughs> That's rough. That is rough. That's rough, man. But good news. You're Casey, a.k.a. Kid Chameleon. And Kid Chameleon according to the manual, is the toughest, coolest head in town. He refuses to be beaten. Speaking of the manual, I have a little excerpt here. And I quote, Kid Chameleon is too tough to beat. He can run like the wind, pounce like a leopard, and flip like a whip. Helmets transform him into creatures of incredible power that can outfight almost any monster Wildside has to offer. Almost. That sounds like some sort of insurance thing where they're like, okay, we can't say all of them because <laughs> we can't, we can't guarantee everything, but it, it's very likely probability that he'll defeat any monster wild side has to offer. Okay. So basically you're trapped in this holodeck playing in a virtual world. The intro talks more about what, ha- what is happening in the holodeck and all that crap. And during the game, right? You're just, yeah. you're kid chameleon and you look like the nineties version of a fifties greaser. Yes. Right. You got, the jeans with the cuffs, a white t-shirt, leather jacket, sunglasses, hair like mine, but black. Smokes rolled up in the t-shirt sleeve. Probably has got some lucky strikes rolled up in there. Smokes, let's go. Smokes, let's go. So you discover these helmets throughout the game. You have to go and hit, hit these blocks. What kind of blocks are they, Jay? Do you remember? They're P blocks. They are P blocks. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, the first time I hit one, I thought a bunch of peanuts were going to come out. You know what I wonder? If there is in the in the AI world a, a manufacturing company, it's P Manufacturing, make manufactures the finest P blocks and P bags known the <laughs> in the entertainment world. Get your virtual wares now. <laughs> but anyway, so you, you crack these P blocks and different things come out, and we'll talk about a little about what they are. But one of the things that you get, and the biggest thing is there these helmets which power you up. There's nine different helmets in the game, and I'm not going to go over all of them. I'm certainly not going to go over all the levels, and you'll understand why in a minute. But each of these helmets have their own ability, and you kind of transform when you use them. Yeah. So there's the Maniac's helmet, which turns you into, what's his name from Splatterhouse? Rick, right? Yeah. Or, or Jason, like the Jason ripoff. He looks yeah, like yeah. Rick, really, more yeah. than Jason. And with that, you can throw axes, because as Kid Chameleon, your standard attack is that you can jump on people. That's it. Yeah. 
That you really, that's all you do. There's Micromax, where you become a fly and you stick to walls. There's Iron Knight, where you can crawl up walls and obstacles. Remember, we did that when I showed mm-hmm. you press C and you yeah. scurry up. And uh, yeah, so there's over 100 levels in this game. And you complete a level by running to this flag, right? Like basically you're, you go through the level, you're jumping around, you jump on enemies. And there's so many enemies I'm not going to get into. There's too many levels to discuss. There's too many areas. I went to the website of one of the developers of this game and he made a map. You go through this map and it's like this linear like line graph of, of squares. But then like he kept deviating down and it was just like it's the oh man. It's just all over the place. There's a lot going on. There's multiple paths to victory is a good way to probably put it there. Like I said, you finish a level by touching a flag. There's a flag at the end of each level. You learned the hard way today about that. And yes. uh, <laughs> we'll probably talk about that in a minute. That's, yeah. And, and it is a two-player game, although not simultaneous. One of the very few options of the game when you turn it on is that you can choose to play uh, two players with one controller or two players with two controllers. So if you only have one controller, two players uses so the same one. It, the levels are all timed, so you start with three minutes at each of these levels, which is probably more than generous, as I've seen. Most of these levels should not take you three minutes no. to complete. That being said, you can find clocks in these P-blocks that extend your time by three minutes, and the maximum time you can have at any time on the clock is nine minutes and 59 seconds. You have hit points, which are your life. You start with two. If you get a helmet, like a power-up, you get three, except the Iron Knight gives you five. So that's, yeah, you can get five uh, hits. And that's, yeah. that's how you're, that's your life meter. So if you get hit and you run out of hit points, you die yeah. at the end. Speaking of lives, you get three when, to start with. You lose one when you run out of hit points, like I talked about, or time, if the time runs out. And you get an extra life of 50,000 points. There are continues. Now, you start with three continues. You can find continues from the P blocks, okay, in the game and add to them. Now, here's the really shitty part about this game. This is a long game with a hundred levels and nine different power-up guys and all this shit. And there's no save. And there's no password. None. That's rough. Yeah, it is. It's rough. You collect diamonds. Diamonds are like the coins of the Mario world in this game. And diamonds are what fuel your diamond power. So each of these power-ups that you get with the helmets have their own special power that you can hit like this. It's by default the C button. And that button will like do a special version of whatever the attack is, mm-hmm. right? So you can, it's, that's what that is. And each of them, again, it starts to get a little confusing because each of these diamond powers have their own diamond requirements. So it might be two, it might be five, 20, 50. I, I, who's keep, who can keep up with all the different requirements for nine different powers, right? Like, oh my God, you do get a sound. It does make a sound when you get enough, but I'm like, Golly, man, what if it's 50? You might not ever get to that. I don't know. No. And the you to use them, it's a little bit of a clunky mechanic. You have to hold A and then press start. And I always want to press start first and then press A, so I want it pausing instead. So it's a Which little... Which does no good. Well, no, it just means I have to unpause it and then press yeah. A and start. So yeah, it's, it's just a time waste. All right. You also get points. So there's a point system involved. I talked about how you get a free life. The faster you complete a level, the more bonus points you get. If you don't get hurt during the level, bonus points. No prize. So if you didn't get any items during the level, bonus points. If you finish the level in record time, and I'm not sure who's keeping records because there's no save or password system, but you know what you get? Bonus points. (laughs) And 
if you use the shortest route to finish the level, you know what you get? Bonus points. <laughs> and again, all those points are accrued in order to show off to your friends about how good you are at Kid Chameleon and get free lives. You can pause the game during a level and choose to restart it, which I think is kind of a cool feature. It's almost like a roguelike type thing. Like you, you play a game like, okay, I need to play this situation over. Last of Us is like that. But I don't remember games from that era doing that. Like this type of game to say, you know what? This platform level, I just need to do it again. You would normally just die and do it again. But from here, you don't have to do that. You can say, you know what? I need to start over because I want to do something different or I lost a power up or I wanted or whatever it was. Which is nice. It was nice. Check this out. Now I talked about the 100 levels, the nine power ups, how vast this game is, blah, 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 blah. You could skip all that shit if you want. On the second level of this game, Blue Lake Woods 2, if you get to the very end of that level, which now we're talking about a very short period of time. These are not long levels if you go fast. No. They're not. If you get to the very end and do not touch the flag, there's a P block right above the flag. Okay? Probably full of peanuts. We'll never know because what you need to do is not break the P block. You jump on top of it. You hold your jump in that special weapon, that diamond points thing I was talking about earlier. So in this case, B and C, really. You'd hold those. And you press down and right, and it will skip you to the last level of the game. Boom. Just like that. And again, the developer that talked about the map on his website, which is one of the most rudimentary websites, it made the um, (laughs) Amurice website look modern. That that guy mentioned that this this cheat was the only one that he believed got left in the game. Tamarice website's pretty delicious. <laughs> it's pretty delicious. So Jay, are you ready to discuss the background and development of Kid Chameleon for the Sega Genesis? Yeah, let's do this. Lock it in and rip the knob off. <laughs> <laughs> so for background and development. So this game was developed and published by Sega. More specifically, though, it was developed by Sega Technical Institute, or STI. Okay. So um, that was Mark Cherney? Cerny. Cerny. So Mark Cerny is kind of a bit of a legend in that he was a kind of a programming prodigy in the early 80s. Yeah. In 82, he worked for Atari, and then he went off to create Marble Madness, Great and then game. he wound up leaving there, and uh, he, what, it, what happened was he became a contractor for Sega, and Sega said, you know what? We got this master system coming out. We want you to come over to Japan because he's living in the U.S., over in California, Sunnyvale yeah. or whatever. He goes, over to, he goes over to help there. And then what it, they wound up wanting to bring him back over to the U.S. to kind of help start this Sega Technical Institute because Sega was really struggling at that time to attract U.S. audiences. The games they were putting out were good games, but they weren't appealing to people on this side of the world, Right. And most of the stuff was uh, translations of games from Japan or whatever it may be. So they said, you know what? We need to start developing and come up with our own ideas here. And they did. Crazy. It is. That is crazy. This is the second game developed by STI. Did you know that? What? Second game. You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You lied to me. You lied to me! Oh my god, that was loud. <laughs> I'll kill you all! <laughs> what was the first game they did, Jay? Dick Tracy. Yeah, Dick Tracy, they kind of got jammed too because they said, hey, we need this game in five months. 
and it was bad. And then it was a flop in Japan. And after that, STI said, here's the deal. <laughs> You're going to license some movie games for the Genesis? We need one year to, we need to know. You can't ET us here. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, do not ET me. Yeah. Anyway, who helped him develop Dick Tracy? It was Yukata Sagano. Sagano, that's right. And Damn. what game did he create? Shinobi, son. That is correct. He did Shinobi. So when they started, right, it was really just, it was Mark Cerny and, and Yukata Sagano. And then they, they, the team grew, right? And they, when they went to do this game, they had like 15 people on staff, all, all in the U.S. Everybody, on the, everybody was stateside, American, whatever. Yep. Now, this is the best part. STI <laughs> developed a number of games. It wasn't that many, but they really did some bangers. They did. Okay? They did Comic Zone. They did. Great game. The Ooze, mm-hmm. right? Sonic Spinball. And what most people, when you read a list, and I've read plenty of them trying to you know, research the show, who, what you would consider the best game published for the Sega Genesis, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, yeah. they were responsible for. Yuji Naka you know, left after the first one, and they said, you do it now, STI. And the other funny part was, originally it was going to be called the Sega Institute of Technology, but Mark Cerny said, we might not want it to be sit because Japanese people sometimes will make an SH noise when they say an S, so they'll say oh. shit. So mm. it was his idea to call it Sega Technical Institute. That was a good idea. Yep. Smart I, fella. He's, he's a smart fella. Smart fella. Now, I'm going to go over the music very quickly because honestly, I almost left it out. Okay. There's not much to say. It was outsourced. It is very Genesis sounding. It's very generic music. Mm-hmm. Nothing... Like last episode, we did Mega Man 2, and oh my God, this is, this is the complete antithesis of that. Yes. That has memorable songs that are like, you know, legendary, seminal video game music. This is like mundane, boring music. It's fine. It's not bad. It's just not memorable. There's nothing great about it. It's not remarkable. And it really reminds me of Earthworm Jim. Like, it reminds me of that type of music. I could see that. Where it's just kind of like, eh, you know, it's all right. But it's not like, you, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. I played plenty of it. I couldn't tell you anything about it. So, Jay, I'm going to quiz you. Don't look at your sheet. Turn it over. Turn oh, the sheet over. Ah. Turn the sheet over. Don't okay. look at it. It's quiz time. Ready? Let's talk about the reception now. We're going to move into the reception section of the game. Time's top 50 video games of all time. Where did this game land? Jay. What does that mean? Didn't land. Correct. So, you got that one right. Correct. I'll give you a check for everyone you get right. Okay. Okay. I have one, two, three, four, five of them here. Number two, Polygon's top 500 games of all time. Where did it land? Nope. Correct. It did not rate <laughs> in Polygon's top five. Now, Game Informer top 100 games of all time, 2001? Nope. Okay. Correct. Game Informer top 200 games of all time, 2009? Nope. Now, the tough one. Complex.com rated their top 100 Sega Genesis games of all time. Where did it land on the Complex.com? Tough one. I'm gonna think by far. Top 100 Sega Genesis games of all time. I'm gonna think it was in the 70s. Don't don't tell me yet. I'm not saying anything. I'm just sitting here. Don't point at me. I'm gonna shoot with 76, 74. Correct. (laughs) Five out of five. Look at that. Good job, Jay. I'll give you the gold star. Now, this game was featured on the cover of Sega Visions. You know, it was the Sega version of Nintendo Power. May, June, 1992. Yeah. It was rated 80% by the Computer and Video Games Magazine 
in the UK in April of 92. Okay, of the time type review. And then GamePro Magazine did a two-page pro view of this game. They gave it, essentially, I averaged it out as a 4.5 out of 5. Graphics and fun factor, they gave a 5. Sound, gameplay, and challenge, they gave a 4. This fucking game's got 100 levels, no continues, and they gave it a 4. That's, a, a that's why the that. challenge is only a 4, I guess. I don't know. Huh? And some ephemera, okay? There's a comic. What? In, in Sonic the Comic Issues, 7 through 12 and 54 through 59, there is a comic of this. And I want to tell you, it's pretty fucking cool. It's, is it really? Yeah. Hmm. So let me see if I can show. I'll show you, Jay, because no one else can see it here. But yeah, this is it. That's kind of a cool looking comic. It's actually really good. Other than he looks like Marty McFly dressed up like a greaser. Remember when he was all yeah. dressed up in the 50s stuff? He kind of looks like that. But I'm going to tell you. It looks pretty good. I actually kind of wanted to read it. So I thought it was pretty interesting. Hmm. So just a little bit about that. Yep. So if you have Sonic the Comic issue 7 through 12 or 54 through 59, or you want to read them on your iPad, it's out there. Good to know. All good right. No. Time to move into the LGN game rating. And this huh? is why I keep the mouse. That's why I keep the mouse here. Because I got to call our friend John. Ready? Ready. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the retro manager enthusiast, everyone. John Young. Mr. Casey Masterpiece. The barbecue ghost pepper apple chip king of the world. Hi, John. Hey, what's going on? How are you? Pretty good. No, I'm not putting uh, I'm not putting uh, ghost peppers on apple chips. Oh, my bad. Yeah, uh, the Reapers. Oh, Carolina Reapers. My bad. There we go. Better. Yeah, I forgot you sent me the way picture. different picture. You not yeah. one. In Kansas City, they call them Casey Rippers. We call them Whippets in Michigan. Yeah, Casey Rippers. Spot on timing, by the way. I literally just poured myself a bowl of cereal like a, like a five year old. What kind of cereal? Like special K or something, nothing fancy, but it's going to be good and mushy by the time I'm done. Got some, talking to you got guys. some strawberries in that special K. They always had strawberries on the box. Yeah, well, uh, no. <laughs> so you enjoy. As a matter of fact, I don't. John, how are you, bud? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, uh, been studying a bit. We don't have to talk about the specifics on that, but that was fun. Um, feel like I'm in high school again. I'm right there with you. Yeah. What do you study in social studies? Geography? He's in high uh, school. It's it's uh, life contingencies, but it's actually all material that I've at least covered at some point or tutored or trained on. So, all right, we're already bored. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. So, John, how you been? Oh, what? Uh, still good. No, no. Um, still good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm getting excited about uh, Midwest Gaming Classic. I know I wasn't invited on that list of people that. Uh, I have invited you a number of times. Here's here's the deal. The truth is, when you're not mentioned, it's because I assume you'll be there, and we no, love no, you no. the most. Okay. So yeah. you know everybody, the the normies as we call them in the chat. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah. They need permission to come on the other side of the booth. You sir. You got permission oh, nice. to come into the house anytime you want. Just like Jay, when he comes over, I'm like, just come in. Come on I over. I still ring cool. the doorbell. 
Yeah, and no, then Amy answers the door and was like, why are you ringing the doorbell? I wish you wouldn't. I'm downstairs. Like, I'm almost always downstairs. And you're like, ding dong. I'm like, I got to go all the fuck way upstairs and stop what I'm doing. And Jane, right, I'm just going to start coming in. Just I'm going to come in, grab some snacks and sit on the couch. That's fine. Anyway, John. I'm, how am I doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> how are you doing? Uh, no, no, actually, uh, I like that. I'm going to I'm gonna just like uh, cold stop by 90s style. Drive, yes. you know, a couple hundred miles and just be like, hey, is, can Pitts come out and play? <laughs> is Mike home? Can yeah. I? You hey, want to play Nintendo? Any NES games you guys want to sell? Yeah, that'd be that would be awesome. Just is Mike there? Is he Mortal Kombat for Sega Genesis? Yes, he does. I've told you this a number of times, sir. Please leave. You're a grown man. Stop talking like that. I know it's you. Anyway, hey, uh, a smooth transition. Uh, do you, you feel like hearing about what I uh, picked up recently? Boy, do I ever! <laughs> so I'm really excited. I finally got a visitor key for the Famicom box. It's uh, there's, there's there's a guy that uh, picked up some uh, some blank keys and has been making like these Italian blank key knockoffs for it to fit inside a machine so you can turn it on and like turn it to uh, like test mode and then like you know free play. But I've got a legitimate one branded Nintendo. Uh, it's a black key, which is the visitor. There's also the red key, which is, you know, for the establishments. Full uh, admin rights. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's where you can uh, put it in the free play mode, where I think the uh, uh, the visitor key just turns on, off, and maybe test. CH so. mod 777. Good. You said for the establishment. Yeah. So does that mean that the man gets the red key? <laughs> It's the uh, man yeah, always yeah. holding us and down the with man, the red I mean, key. Uh, the dude that runs the Ryukin uh, Hotel in Japan. Yeah, okay. Mr. So. Ryukin himself, huh? Yeah, exactly. So, John, yeah. did you play Kid Chameleon? <laughs> well, that seems like a pointed question. No, I did not, actually, surprisingly. Oh, uh, that's right. You didn't. I forgot. <laughs> uh, Sorry, forgot. Robbie. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, it, honestly, I, I I was fairly certain that I owned it, and then uh, I was going to play it today, and I'm like, yeah, I don't own it. So, <laughs> and uh, like like Robbie, I have integrity, so I wasn't going to go online or download a ROM, especially since you know it was kind of getting close to the show. So when keeping uh, it real goes wrong, <laughs> and I found out that it's like a hundred levels, so there's no way I'm going to give it a good uh, a shake <laughs> of the controller. So it's, it's the um, like I'll wait till the end to study, and you're like, oh my god, there's 500 pages. Well, I'm gonna fail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not reading all this shit tonight. <laughs> well, that was the burning question I had, is because in our group chat you had said that. Yeah, I just found out I didn't have it today. I'm like, this was two weeks ago. You just now bothered looking. To be fair, it wasn't uh, yeah. two weeks. It was I've probably been, about eight days. Busy. They found out. Okay, well, he, and he's got a life he studying. Had, he had seven days. Yeah. He's studying. Yeah, I'm through several chapters. I, I want to try to. I want to try to knock this out by the end of next it's month. Called Eurasia. So. Anyway, uh, we're getting off time. You guys need to get it. home before it gets too late. So correct. Um, I did. I did watch a review and I watched a playthrough. Um, kind of a long play, not a not a straight playthrough. And it seems like a cool game. It definitely has like those floaty physics. Um, I want to say that this was the product of a pitch meeting where everybody's ideas got in like, yeah, we got a hundred levels to play around with. You want to be in a tank? Go for it. You want to like, you want to be Jason uh, Voorhees? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? It just like kind of all kind of came together in that sense. It yeah. seems like it has some interesting elements of like a little bit of that uh, zombies ate my neighbors where I don't know if at that time what this was 92. So if they were starting to like kind of have like generic engines with like, you know, 
American artist creating like clip art or maybe just like a Korean studio kind of generic, you know, guy. I feel like they had Lindsay Nagel there and they were like, what do you think if we rostify him by about 10%? Okay. And they're like, what if we call him Corey? Give him a good name, like Poochie or Corey. Everybody good with Corey? Okay, cool. Like it was, it was one of those, it was that meeting where they developed Poochie, but it was chameleon. Yeah. And it's got, it does have a little bit of that like Bubsy kind of feel like generic, you know, like we could put a mascot on top of this if somebody wants to pay for it. But it seems like it has some fun kind of like early 90s Genesis like platformer feels. So I wish I would have played it. But uh, yeah, and to the music, wearing headphones, watching the review. And I don't know if this is something they did in editing. It was kind of going back and forth between the ears. So it did kind of have a little bit more of that. But I vaguely remember the Genesis. Didn't the, uh, the headphone jack not support stereo? I think the headphone oh. jack was how you got stereo. Ah, uh, okay. That's yes. what it was. Yep. Okay. The headphone jack is stereo, but the output to the back is mono. There we go. On the model so, one. So, yeah, that seems like uh, an oversight. <laughs> but no, it, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly just covering the same ground over and over again. So uh, This is what we do. Questions? We over-explain when we don't know much about what we're talking about, I've learned. Huh. Uh, no, I don't have any more questions other than based on the playthrough that you watched and the research you did on the game and you know, looking over my shoulder, if you're watching the stream now, this, uh, this uh, marquee, what would you rate a game like Kid Chameleon? I would say it's a Valdor special 3.5. I have no like legitimate like reasoning for that other than it looks like a game that I would enjoy hundred levels. It's got that kind of early nineties play that you just don't see in a lot of games. And uh, I loved cool spot for the Sega Genesis. So I'll play this <laughs> even if it is a little too ice physics for me. It, it is definitely a little slippery, especially in the ice levels, but it's definitely a little slippery. Uh, especially when you jump, if you jump, you can really control your jump, but you go like fast, you're like woo woo, like you're jumping all over. So, all right, three point five, it is. Yeah. No, um, I want to thank John for my hot sauce. Oh yeah, oh, that yeah. shit is delicious. I finally got a chance to give it to you. I kept forgetting, and I did. And I, I told you it was good. I told you I thought it was good. I made a turkey and Swiss grilled cheese the other day and put some of that on it. Yeah. Damn. Just, just because I know that the listeners are probably like, what is this sauce? It is uh, Yellowbird is the brand, and yes. it's super ceramic hot sauce. They only make it maybe twice a year. Um, this batch is a little less on the mushroomy taste. Good, because I don't um, like that. Well, it is, it, there's no real mushroom taste. It's just that uh, the umami, right? The you meatiness. get a little more of that, yeah, earthy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's great on everything. It's a little on the hot side especially if you're dumping like half a bottle on a sandwich. We should probably let me go so that we can get over to Robbie and you guys can get home safe. Thank you. All right. So. I'd like to thank Mr. Casey Masterpiece. Mr. Famicom Box himself, because Tyler makes me say it right. John Young, retro game enthusiast. Bye, John. And I'm out. Bye. Well, that's the show, everybody. So we have a link tree. Yeah, we gotta go. Nobody else to talk to. So yep. You know anybody else gonna call or no? Maybe. Nah, we're just kidding. No, we don't have anybody else to call. Hey.
I almost missed the button. I was this close. But I persevered, I did not panic, and I made it in time to introduce our friend. What's his name again? 8-Bit Supremacy Robbie Coleman, everybody! Yo. Sir, how are you? I'm well. What's up? How's the move? Oh, it's kind of at a standstill right now. I'm actually lying on the middle of the floor of the skeleton of what will become my game room and kind of... <laughs> <laughs> looking up at the ceiling? Yeah, I'm looking at the ceiling and looking at empty shelves and thinking about how much work it's going to be to do all that. <laughs> John wants you to I know should, the cereal did not bring, make it. <laughs> I just bring my whole uh, collection on DC and call it a day. Man, I've never heard you say that before. No, never. I'm not. <laughs> I will die and be buried with these. <laughs> that, that's usually what I say. Yeah. Yeah, there are some games that I will die and be buried with, for sure. Or I'll have them burn them up in, in the incinerator. Put this, uh, put this copy of Mega Man Two in there with him. He loved this game. There's lots of them. It's okay. Was it the blue card? Line, line my casket with copy of the Pit Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> now I lay me down to sleep. <laughs> I pray. I pray. I watch him. My soul. <laughs> you read my mind. You read my mind, Robbie. Oh. If you do that, you need to have a forklift come into your funeral and you lift <laughs> oh, your yeah. casket up. They with drop money all the money. That's the money to pay for the funeral, but yes. they just throw it at the feet. You know what would be funny? Man, now I, we need to find somebody that has a casket and a bunch of copies of Pit Fighter and make this picture. We need this. Robbie's yeah, just laying what, there okay, fake wait, wait, dead. Wait, like, wait, 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 wait. So the forklift uh, lifts and I guess lowers into the ground. My casket, while <laughs> copies, of, cap, copies of Pit Fighter pile up underneath it as if the money was in the game. <laughs> and either you or Jay will stand atop my casket flexing. We'll get some hot girls in there, too. That's awful optimistic that I'm going to live longer than you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, he's got a good point. You have to die suddenly and tragically, which we do not want. I do not want that. So, yeah, yeah. it's a natural cause thing. The odds, I, I would I would be wagering 10 to 1 against myself. I'll tell you this, though. Robbie, I promise you this. 50 years <laughs> from now when we both die, I'm going to die the day after you, okay? But when you die, I promise you that I will come to your funeral and I will bring a copy of Pit Fighter, and I'll sneak it in somewhere. Whether it's in a casket, or in an urn, or in your grave, or if we, you know, you're buried at sea, whatever, man. You and Sidewalk Jim are going to live an eternity together. <laughs> you're next. It's going to be like that uh, ending scene in Big Lebowski. You're going to burn up the Pit Fighter and That's... ashes, and kind of, it's going to blow all over Jay's face. Right out of the Folgers, <laughs> right out of the Folgers can, and Jay will be standing there. What the fuck was all that shit about Vietnam? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes that will be that's pretty much how it would go i imagine no matter what yeah. so yeah that'll be yeah anyway so as we let's let's tra let's transition from planning each other's funerals to uh <laughs> to how you been i know you're moving you talked about that have you picked up anything recently or you just want to get straight to scoring uh, picked up a few things and uh i also want to touch on the fact that since y'all are having a fucking hot sauce hour over there in your discussion with john one of my coworkers sent me a link today that Mountain Dew is launching a hot sauce that tastes like Baja Blast. Oh, I saw that shit. Okay, I would eat that. <laughs> I'm going to eat it. I'm, I'm we, we, excited about if it. If that's available when we go to Midwest Gaming Classic, we must all have it together. 
That sounds good. Yeah, I'm no. in, man. Like, I can already taste it. I feel like I'm going to want to wash it down with some Baja Blast, so this oh, all yeah. works out. Overkill. And then get a Baja Blast free for the dessert. Ooh, that's a good idea. Is, is Baja Blast the greatest Mountain Dew flavor? Oh, yeah. It is that's by what far. got me into eating Taco Bell. <laughs> I have to go because they have the Baja Blast. I can only get the Baja Blast at the Taco Bell. Literally. And then I was like, I guess I'll try a food item. And then it just snowballs. In there. And then the next thing you know, you're screwed. Yeah. We got to get that. All right. So, um, very good. All right. So we're talking about Kid Chameleon. Uh, also, before we really talk about Kid Chameleon, I'm glad that you mentioned Sega Visions because, man, no one ever talks about that magazine. I think it ran for two to three years. I can't really remember, but I have all of them. I, I like, secretly, like, made a point to collect the whole Sega Visions set because I was worried that, like, it was going to blow up and become, like, what Nintendo Powers are now. Yeah. And I'm sure they've increased in price somewhat, but... I was, like, buying lots on eBay. So I ended up getting them all. I don't know if they're worth money now or not, but, man, that that magazine is awesome, and I wish it landed long, uh, lasted longer, but yeah. so, it was really perfect for the time. And, it, and they covered, yeah, there was a cover with Kid Chameleon in it. I think I had that back in the day. Yep, there sure was. And I will say, I'm a collector of the magazine stuff because I love that era of that stuff. It was just a great time for it with... EGM, GamePro, Sega yeah. Visions, you had Turbo yeah. Play, which was a very short run, Nintendo the, Power. There was so much, like, growing up. So much content. Yeah. It's jam-packed with ads and reviews and coming soon and all this fucking stuff. Like, and, weird dry humor. It was so, like, outsider. It was, like, such a small world then. Yeah, so. I, was, I was just talking to someone who's much younger than us as a video game friend who has a podcast, so you can probably guess who this is. And I was explaining to him the value of those magazines and that they were reference material because when you look at a game like Castlevania 2, you didn't know what the fuck to do. But those yeah. magazines helped you figure out or tell you how to do it. And I love all that stuff. I love I'm 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 going to one of the things I probably I was funny you mentioned it, but one of the things I was interested in doing at Midwest Gaming Classic was trying to pick up the offshoot magazines. You never see them anymore. The the turbo stuff, the Sega stuff. Any of the EGM we know we never see ever. It's That stuff is just so hard to find. Yeah. I really would love to get, like, I, I was just talking to somebody about this with Nintendo Power. I'm like, I don't want all of them. I want them up to the point where they start talking about the Nintendo 64 and then I'm out. Or yep. Game I, I literally Game I, Pro. Have my, I have all of them. I cut off at uh, 60. 63 yeah. or something because they stopped talking about the NES yep. at that point entirely. And I was like, all right, that's my cutoff because I don't want to get carried away with this shit. Yep. And it's same with, with, yeah. uh, with, with Game Pro. I'm like, I have older, yeah. I have newer Game Pros, and I go, I'm not going to read this. I don't, I don't read about Silent Hill 2 and Game Pro. That seems weird. <laughs> you know, I don't know. So, it's but anyway. It's not my era. I don't want to read no. about, I mean, like, I kind of played those games, but it wasn't when I was, like, really, right. really into video games as, so, as a young But anyway, there was also Mega Play, which I have some. That was the European version of Sega Visions, right? Kind of. Oh, it's not, okay. But there's a Mega Play, and I have a couple of those, too, that I gotten a lot from a guy. Actually, the guy that sold me the, uh, right over there, I've got a rental case for this. Sega Genesis Model yeah, I, 1. I used but to yeah. subscribe to EGM magazine back in the day, and I subscribed to them, and I also subscribed to EGM 2 because they got yeah. so popular. They released two magazines a month. Yep. And I had a stack that was like you, up to my waist. You and me both, uh, bud. Of Next. magazines in my closet. And then one day in my 20s, I was like, I don't need this shit. And I fucking threw them all away myself. I, I got married. Yep. Insane because I'm not that kind of person who just throws things away. I I'll, did the I'll same thing. I'll, yep. I'll give them away. I'll reappropriate them, redistribute them so that like they're in a good home. But that's like, it was really some weird, I had some mood where I was like, I don't need shit anymore. And I got rid of all this stuff. And I like instantly regretted it. 
I well, I did no, the exact same. Mad. Still <laughs> kind of mad about it. Yeah. Still I, mad about it. I had you. Jay remembers. I'm sure, but I had just about every Nintendo Power up to the era. I had Game Pro. I had Next Gen because that was like you know. I remember when Next Gen came out, the first issue of that. Like, oh, yeah, I, I kept all of that stuff until probably I moved to Atlanta, and I'm like, I'm not moving all these magazines. What am I going to do with these? It was yeah, it was the dumbest shit I ever did. So anyway, I digress. That yeah, move. I still have this like photographic memory of me holding a fat sack at the top of like a big empty garbage can, just letting go and going the chunk, like fucking hitting the bottom. Like, well, bye bye, EGM. The soul crushing sound. So, so you sad. see it in your nightmares. You hear it in your nightmares. <laughs> Much like the music to this game. I'm kidding. Go ahead. So, hey, 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 hey. So, talk to me a little bit about your experiences with Kid Chameleon. So, my buddy Nick Shuptak, aka Car- aka the Instagram, er, formerly known as Carmageddon. That dude owned Kid Chameleon growing up. That guy was also my next door neighbor growing up. He's someone I still t- keep in touch with now, even though I was like, I've known him since I was like two years old. So he had that Genesis game. So more or less, that was my game as well because we were next door neighbors and we just swapped games all the time. I played the hell out of that game. I am a lot of nostalgia for it. I did not have a chance to revisit it because I've been too busy doing all my other stuff lately. But I really like it uh, looking back on it. I don't know how I feel about it today because I haven't touched it in like, man, 20 years? Aside from like maybe booting up the cartridge that I own to make sure it worked when I reacquired it. But like, <laughs> it's, it's, it checks all the boxes for me in terms of like a 1992 Sega Genesis game. It has like that wonky FM synth music that you're just trashing on that I like. And it has the tood. It has the it's somewhat nonlinear platforming thing going on that was a good thing and then became a bad thing because people jumped the shark on it. Too many games like that came out. But I don't know. It's got a lot of weird shit going on. The big Jason reference. It's just like good early Sega stuff where it's like the Wild West still. And they're just throwing ideas at the wall. And it doesn't have like some... I mean, the main character's not annoying or anything, like Bubsy. It's just like, you know, like like you said, 90s greaser. The, the biggest thing of this game that I, I remember, just I literally tried to just remember off my faint memory. I was like, I never beat it. I'm kind of <laughs> always in my whole life, my whole life I've kind of just been like the, I was like the neighborhood wizard of beating games. Mm-hmm. And I still do that to this day. It's just kind of what I do, like, probably because I'm, I don't know. And uh, persistent and have a lot of spare time because that's why I was that guy. <laughs> yeah. This I'm not this fucking I, game win. I can't let it beat me. Fuck you, game. Yeah, there's there's that. There's this, I don't know. Yeah. I have my I have the tenacity to do that. But uh that game I never beat because of what you brought up, which is the biggest downfall. It's like there's a hundred fucking levels. Yes, you can like skip certain levels by taking different paths, but like there's no there's no continues. There's no password system. It's like the definition of like old school hard, but they took it a little too far. And then like Clarivus brought up in the chat, I think it was him, like Blaster Master. That's why I've never beaten the NES Blaster Master because like I don't have time 
anymore to like grind that all the way through in one sitting. And, and I don't want to do the thing where you leave your fucking Nintendo on overnight, or your, in this case, your Sega Genesis. Like, that's not going to work. The Genesis, it might still be working the next morning, but that that Nintendo, that NES, that shit ain't going to still be there. You're going to come back yeah. and be like, oh, I accidentally breathed on it and the game reset. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you looked at it funny, so it, it was like, ah, fuck you, I'm not working anymore. But like, I enjoyed it. It was, it, it, it's always held a special place in my heart. Uh, if like if I were to like recommend a uh, a starter kit for a Sega Genesis person or wanting or someone wanting to get into Sega Genesis owning and collecting whatever, like a little small handful of games that like represent the system well, I'd recommend that game. I'd also recommend Altered Beast. You guys can suck my nuts on that, but. I'd also number ninety three, by the way, on <laughs> what was it? Random? No, what was it? Complex.org's top yeah. one hundred Sega Genesis games of all time. Altered, Altered Beast. Beast it was number ninety three. Made the list. I just saw it and laughed because I had to go. I had to start. It was the page rip to start from hundred and just roll down. And I was like, how far am I going to have to go to get to Kid Chameleon? Because I want to tell you, I went to a lot of lists. That was the only one that showed up on. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> but Altered Beast was 93 on that list. And I'm like, oh, Altered a, Beast. <laughs> a lot of those early Genesis grid titles that were like not sports games, just like platformers or something, they're all very much like of the same ilk. little bubble. They're of the same ilk, but they're just like so one and done kind of games. Like they never had a continuing like franchise or series. Like there's fucking Green Dog. Kid Chameleon, there's like Decap Attack, they're just these one off games. And they're like, some of them are really cool, but some of them are not. This one, like you said, when Jay was mentioning all those lists, I think this one just kind of flew under the radar forever. It's not something that everybody was ever like talking about or thought yeah. was like a smash hit at the time, but it's kind of just one of those games like, if you came across it, you're like, yeah, it was pretty cool, but it wasn't like the bee's knees, it wasn't like an Earthworm Gym or something like that that came out later on down the road and yeah. shook things up. And it never really transcended into popularity like something like Mega Man 2, right? Where it's like, it's it's a it's a game I think everybody knew and they would play. But like you said, like beating this game is it's, whew. <laughs> so it's a it's a, it's it's a slog. So anyway, I digress. So what what kind of score are we looking at here? Because I Jay is, I think Jay and I have agreed. We've we've already assumed we know what your score will be, and we're going to find out. He's written it down. Mm, I'm torn because I haven't followed up and played it in so long. But like, I think the nostalgia factor makes me give it a four for its classic title. It's, I mean, it's classic enough to where they featured it on the Sega Genesis Mini. So it's like, that's saying something. Like they brought it back for like a, a modern day crowd who's trying to revisit that shit. So, that is exactly I'm what we wrote. I'm giving it a four. That's exactly what we wrote. That's what I wrote too. Yeah? yeah? Four. I actually wrote down four for John. I didn't mention it, but I wrote a four for John. John gave it a three five. Okay. I mean, if I play it again, maybe I can adjust my score later or something but end I of year to, we can discuss it yeah. at the end of year give it a whole year from now yeah you got a whole year now i got a whole year to play kid chameleon and i won't do it <laughs> and you still won't beat it that's not <laughs> enough time Valdor says so close so uh, close to that three five i yeah i did not play kid chameleon but i did play through doom 2 <laughs> what would you score that robbie that's a fucking five. I mean, <laughs> As I held fantastic. five fingers up in Jay's face just now. 
Yeah, I fantastic know. Fantastic experience. I Holy agree. Shit. I agree. I agree. Anything else? I collected some stuff. Kind of. Yeah. Amidst all this chaos right now, I've been going through with my move and shit. I collected a few things again somehow. Um, I'm not surprised. Thing, I'm, just, I'm doing pretty good at it lately. I don't know. like making time for it still, but. I don't go out and hunt anymore or like try to pick up lots on Facebook or internet grinding anymore. But like I made some purchases and trades lately that I was pretty happy with. One of which I traded with uh, his Instagram handle is 8bithero79. His yeah. name is Mike Goulet or Goulet. I'm saying that wrong probably. I know who that is. He's, yep. a, dude, he's a dude from Northwest Indiana that I've met in person a few times. We've done a few trades over the years and we're both like in the same wheelhouse as you and I, Mike. A lot like old school NES collectors. They actually plays our games and like doesn't really jive with the modern day uh, definition of like how people collect games anymore. But that's a whole other discussion. That sounds pretentious. Sorry, you can take that off the whole fucking podcast. I don't care. Nope. But that's the lead I in now. It's saying, it's saying I traded with him because he's chasing an NES set. Been doing it for a while. He's been longer than when I tried getting back into it and doing it myself. He is only three games away from having all licensed games. Stands. Stadium events. Mm-hmm. You know, none of us ever mentioned that. We don't count that. He needs Gemfire. He needs Flintstone Dinosaur Peak. Dinosaur Peak. Ouch. Sell him yours. And, and he, yeah, mine's a piece of shit. So if I ever get an upgrade, I definitely will, will sell mine. We've already talked about that. But he also needed that the Mickey Adventure in Numberland game. That's a shitty kids game. That's a hundred dollars. It's always hard to find. He's like. I spent the one was at a store here in Chicago. I did the store credit grind thing and I like picked it up for him. And then he thanked me because I didn't have to bear the humiliation of making that purchase at like a disc replay and having to face the cashier buying that game for a hundred bucks. And uh, so we traded that and a few other things. I can't remember. We needed like an upgrade of Adventure Island 2. So, and I got uh, Super Sparkster. Oh, yeah. Why, why the fuck am I calling Super Sparkster? Sparkster. I know what you meant. Sparkster. Yeah, for Genesis. I meant, I, meant, I meant Super Nintendo Sparkster. That's oh. What I, I just mashed the words up. So I got Sparkster for Super Nintendo, which is a different version of the game. It's the, the sequel Genesis. to Rocket Knight Adventures, right? It, it, it is. But it, but the the ports between the Genesis and, and the Super Nintendo have different levels and stuff. So oh, okay. I got both. Like a maniac. So I have that now, and I got... um. What else did I pick up? Double Switch on the Sega CD. Mm-hmm. A trash game, a trash FMV game <laughs> featuring Corey Haim. It sure is. Uh, yeah. Oh, hey there. Got- I'm monitoring everybody's progress from this uh, nerd console because I'm a nerd. Isn't that yeah. that move? Isn't that that game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know it. I love that those kinds of games like will be on like permanently marred on like their IMDb records. Yes. Like, it's actually- <laughs> <laughs> well, he's dead, so I don't think he cares, but. Well, yeah, dead? but like, which one of them is dead? Haim's yeah. dead. Feldman's alive. Who I don't understand one? how. Yeah, that that is right. I'm confused by that as well. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I picked up Cuphead physical copy on the Switch. Fantastic game. And I made a post. Uh, I don't know, like a few weeks ago on Instagram, like of my loose U card of Blazing Lasers, being like, "This is undeniably the best shmup on the Turbo Graphics 16." I just randomly posted that because I was going through my shit and I was like, man, I love this game. So I took a picture of it and put it up. It's a loose U card. I know that disgusts you. Multi-file. So, Multi-file. Uh, <laughs> I, it yeah. doesn't disgust me. 
It doesn't discuss. I have loose hue cards. Yeah. Um, they're just, you know, bougie. They're not, like they're not. Airzonk. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're not. I think I have Cybercore loose and a couple of kid, whatever the other, whatever. Good. So I have that game. I had that game forever. Just a loose hue card. Mm-hmm. Made a post saying, I need to get a case of manual for this someday. Like it's been like a point of mine to get it. And I like went and stopped by one of my buddies, my local buddies. Uh, places the other day to give him a fucking space heater because I had an extra space heater because this this move. Very boring. Not important. But I went to drop that off and he's like, hey, I got a belated Christmas present for you. I'm like, what do you got? And he just whips out a fucking case of manual for blazing lasers. He's like, here you go. What? And I was like, what, dude? Like, I was like, actually so shocked. And I was like, what? Why? Because he's like a video game collector. Or he, he was pretty deep into it. But he crossed over into the world of flashcards and all that shit. And he's like, yeah. You'll appreciate it more than I will. He like is getting rid of more of his physical. Oh, game. that's nice. But I was like, fucking cool, man. He's like, yeah, I know you'll appreciate it more than I do. Whatever, I can play this game on my turbo flash card. Whatever. That's the okay. second time that you've scooped up a manual and case for a loose turbo game because I believe you. That's right. You bought Bloody Wolf out from underneath me one time. That's right. That's right. I was like, that Facebook post. I was yep. like, I never even look on those groups or any of that shit, but I just happened to be stuck working door at Logan that night and I was farting around on my phone and I was like, ooh, some turbo, turbo cases. And I you never see them, ever. No, you never do. And I was like, and, damn, those are cheap too, man. Yep. I claimed the fuck out of those. <laughs> I remember I was like, I need, I need, I had a loose bloody wolf and uh, I was just like, <laughs> Oh, this guy's selling the manual and case for it? Oh, I see it's sold. And then for like 90 minutes later, I was like, hey, I just got this uh, loose cat. Or no, you messaged him <laughs> on Facebook. You posted under the post and said, oh, I'm in, you know, and I messaged you. I was like, did you buy that? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so that's okay. I want to buy one later and selling the loose copy at a, at a show. But that's it was nice. just so funny. We both needed the same thing. And we both saw it. I'm like, ah. Anyway. All right. Well, the very good. Other, yeah, good. The only other things I got were... I didn't get them yet, but I bought them off some people as a, uh, two more NES manuals to uh, knock yes. out my list of the, the quest. Of Keep soliciting the list. <laughs> people will continue to reach out. Yeah, because they want money and they know I'm a sucker. Yep, so. they have me, you and me both, bud. So that's it. Uh, all right, twenty-three more years time. All right. Yeah. Very good, huh? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the music. You ready? Yeah, uh, Frank suggested you play Sega CD music for me now. It's apparently on. Biggest guy. Hmm. Let me see if I can you come up. You're gonna have to get the model one uh, intro music before you put a disc in. I got some Sega CD music here. Oh no, not the not the Scotty <laughs> Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Scotty Pippen playing. Oh, there you go. <sighs> Hall of Famer Scotty Pippen, everybody. Respect. All right. On that note, see you later. <laughs> Hold on now, don't do that to me because I got okay. You gotta do the, gotta do the real music. <laughs> well, thank you for your time as always, sir. Yeah, You're welcome. I hope the rest of your move continues to be somewhat easy. But that's all I got, so we'll talk to you soon. 8 bit supremacy, Robbie Cohen, everybody. Aha, blast supremacy. Ah, Robbie. All right. Two down, three to go. Yep. Jay, you're the middleman. Nope. Number three. Yep. You want to guess what my score is going to be? Did you write it down? I'm going to guess that your score is this. Don't show me. I'm not going to see it. I want to, I want to see if you're going to. All right. I wrote it down. Did I have to give you my score I'm, now? 
You can do it however you'd like. It's your, it's your, uh, it's your floor. It's your show. Give me a score. What I'm is it? Go too deep into it. What's your score? Game was good. Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. It was, uh, it was kind of all over. Yeah. 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 It's too many, uh, too many like upgrades. Yeah. Like too much shit going on there. Yeah. But it was fun. Yep. Hundred levels. Kiss my ass. Nope. I'm gonna Valdor it. Three five. Three five. It was fun. I woefully underestimated your score. I thought you were gonna shit all over it. I put you two point oh. <laughs> I thought you were gonna shit all over this game. All right. Three five. I may play it more and I might change that my year end, but right now it's gonna be a three five. <laughs> Tyler's in the shower, he wants us to know. Bro. Hey Tyler, welcome to the shower show. <laughs> he always listens in the shower, he says. That's weird. Yeah, it's fine. Man, whatever. I would too if I could. I'd rather be there than here. He should have been on earlier <laughs> when John was talking about cereal. He's quite the bland cereal aficionado, I've heard. <laughs> Cracklin' Oat brand, baby. Bull. <laughs> oh, man, don't start cereal wars. Let's not do that. Because the last episode of their show, they started talking about collecting cereal. I know. That's what I was talking about. All right. He talks about eating some bland-ass cereal. I know. He probably likes fucking grape nuts. I'm Nobody sure. likes those. I'm sure he likes grape nuts. Better acoustics in the shower. That is correct, Caitlin. He knows. That's why I do all my farting in the shower. <laughs> it's not true. Anyway. All right. Should I we guess... talk like this and fade in and out of the yeah. microphone for Tyler? Let's let's do that. Hello. 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 All right. So today, today, today. My turn. Okay, go ahead. All right. I I, I'm I'm conflicted with this game. Because I enjoyed playing it a little bit. And I really get like this strong nostalgic vibe i didn't really play this game growing up i remember it right being around but i never had it and i i was playing it you know for the show and i just started to get that like i'm 14 years old seven whatever this game i would have been 17 when this game came out that's how old i am but i I got that feeling like i was like wow this just feels like i felt like i was back there playing it you know what i mean and that's cool but i also didn't really enjoy playing it very much like it's it's slippery. It's confusing. There's a lot of moving parts. There's points. There's a hundred levels, power-ups. I don't understand how to really, I know how to use them, but not when I should use them or what I'm using them for. It's, it's not a linear way to get to the end. It's just, it's, I'm somewhere in the middle where I'm like, uh, it passed the vibe check for sure. as what Robbie says. Yeah. So I can't like be terrible to it. And it looks good for a game from 1992. On the Genesis, it looks good. It's just there's nothing super remarkable about it to me. Yeah. Where I'm like, eh, I think I'm going to give it a three. I think three. What'd you say? 3.5. I teetered. I just don't, I don't think it deserves it. I, I can't give it a Valdor. It's not fair. I was, I, I get your nostalgia piece with it. That was, I think, the part for me that was kind of. Like it was just one of those you play it and you're like, hey, I feel like I'm a kid again. Yeah, you did. I really did. Like I was even here today, I was playing it and I was like, oh, you know, like I was just like, okay. Like just it thrust me back there. But then I was like, yeah. but if I was at the age and I had this game, I'd be like, what else do I have to play? It's probably yeah, what I would I've done. Too. Or it would have gone to find a map and looked at the map and been like, oh my God, this map is immense and been like, I'm going to go play something else. I think the hard part for me, and I gave it the <laughs> Valdor special, is because. <laughs> Where's the unfollow button? It says nice. Valdor. Uh, we, you don't have one. Sorry, they uh, they took it away. I think for me too was the because they did something different. Yeah. So there were too many games that were just like 
there are essences to Mario on there, but it's like it was it, still different. It's definitely influenced by Mario, and I think I even read that at one point. Like they, you could tell with like the hidden blocks up in the in the stone and things yeah. like that. Like you'd find hidden blocks, and, and you're collecting, you know, whatever the come the the yeah. things, the diamonds, not the coins, but it's the same premise, right? So, yeah, all right. Well, 3.0 from me. All right. So, all right. We have a review from our friend Shashimi Z or Sashimi Z. Oh, can't wait to hear again. this one. I'm yeah. sure that's good. All right, you ready? Yep. Kid Chameleon is the freaking Keith Courage in Alpha Zones of the Sega Genesis in terms of how you're probably aware of it, but don't actually care. What are some of the most memorable platformer levels? Touch Fuzzy Get Dizzy from Yoshi's Island? Minecart Madness from Donkey Kong Country? The Turbo Tunnel from Battletoads? Can you name a single one of Kid Chameleon's 100 levels? No, you can't. And you don't like any of them. Stop lying. The thing is, Kid Chameleon seems kind of rad. It's a well-enough-made platformer with a lot of gimmicky power-ups, but the level design, if it doesn't completely suck balls, is too often a little boring. It's almost like their whole goal was to churn out 100 of them. To quote Gen Z, shit be mid. 2.5. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's I, fair. I would have expected a lot It's an apt fun. analogy with Keith Courage. If you play Keith Courage in Alpha Zones, this is, to yeah. me, a less clunky version of that game in some ways. Yeah. So, yep. 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 All right, Jay. Where can you play this game today? Well, there's a few places you can play it. Give me seven. How about the Sega Genesis? <laughs> That's one. The Sega Smash Pack for the PC? That's two. All right. We're going good. The Sega Genesis Collection for the PS2 and the PSP. I'm going to count that as one. That's three. That's fair. Uh, the Wii Virtual Console. That's four. Ooh, we're on a roll. Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection. That's for the PS3 or the Xbox 360. We're giving you five. That's okay. the fifth. The Sega Forever for Android and iOS. That's a Japanese uh, game subscription for these phones that you can go and like you access these games. So that's six. That's correct. Didn't even know they had that. And archive.org. Yeah, you can play it in your web browser through a main emulator at archive.org. Hmm. You don't have to do anything except for go to a website, restart it, and press play. And then you can use your keyboard to play Kid Chameleon in your web browser on archive.org. Okay. That is a good, good time. We're going to breeze through collecting and speedrunning, and then we're going to get out of here. Let's go. Let's go. Collecting is going to be quick. Uh, I think it was Bird Dog Gaming was in the chat earlier who said, this game is pretty affordable, and it is. is This was a very good selling game. I could not get sales numbers, but this game is prevalent. It's I I find it fairly often, mm-hmm. and it is a eight to ten dollar game loose. If you're purchasing it online, I'd bet you could find it for less in your local game store. CIB twenty twenty five dollars. It depends on condition, completeness. I see them go for more if they have the reg card. Okay, whatever you know that kind of stuff. But in general, again, very accessible game. What's twenty five dollars anymore? You know what I mean? Like, come on. And then sealed, I saw a couple of raw sealed sales for around 400 bucks over the past few months. So again, not too, not, which is interesting because we'll get into why in a minute. Graded, there's been a couple of sales of this game in the last couple of years. I will start with the population report and say that according to WADA, okay, mm-hmm. December 1st, 2022 was when they published the population report for Genesis. I checked CIB, there were no CIBs. So mm. no problem. Why would anybody get this? created CV, like Shining in the Darkness. Who would do that? Never know. There are eight copies of this game. There's only one variant. There's no There's no variants for this game, as, as far as we can tell. Eight of them have been graded, and according to WADA, on December 1st, 2022, the best grade is 9.6A. Now, Jay, 
this game sold in January of 2023. What grade does it say that it got? Uh, 9.8 A+. plus. Interesting, huh? That is interesting. So, yes, I actually looked, and that graded copy that sold on Heritage Auctions for $2,880 five days ago was, was graded at the end of November of this year. So they had not included it for some odd reason. They did not include it in their December 1st population report. But yes, the highest actual grade is 9.8 A+, and there is proof of that through sales on HeritageAuctions.com. Also, April 2021, a 9.2 A++ sold for $2,280. I will tell you, an A++ seal grade for a Genesis game, not easy to get. Yeah, Genesis games were not nearly as uh, buttoned up as, as Nintendo games. They are they're generally a little bit. They have tube seals and all this weird stuff. So anyway. You said that was graded in November? The very end, like November well, 27th. Okay, that's my guess would be that's But why you then. published it on the 1st. Why wouldn't you use the most up-to-date data? Because are you they, When are you putting it into your database? They Four probably, days later? They probably put it in before Thanksgiving and had it ready But they publish. published it December 1st. Yeah. Incorrect. Maybe Bob that did the update was on vacation for that I week. Feel he like took Thanksgiving, a, the week of Thanksgiving off. That's not acceptable. Maybe you have family out of town. Like 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 our friend says, default in there, WADA. What a scam. Yeah, that's what a scam. Anyway, all right. So, Jay, give me a little bit about the speed ring in this game. There's there's a little bit going on here. There is a little bit going on, so I'm going to try and run through it. So, uh, What I did, just so you know, I changed yeah. it a little bit here. Put the runners in the, runner t- the number of runs, but I defined what the run types are here to make it a little easier, so we're not trying to remember that. Good. Kay. Okay. So, yeah. So, all in all, we've got 92 runners. Mm-hmm. Uh, number of runs we have is 1,598. Quite a few, actually. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of people who run this game. Yeah. So the run types that we looked at were four boss. So player must defeat all four bosses. The 100K trip. Player must take a 100K trip or a bridge warp and beat Plethora. I don't even know what that is. Plethora is like the end boss. I know what Plethora is, but oh. the 100K trip, I didn't I didn't really get that part. Yeah, I don't get that either. Go ahead. I, I tried way. to dig it up, but I couldn't figure it uh, Max levels. Player must beat 91 unique levels. And then 80% complete as quickly as possible. There is an infinite life glitch that is allowed with all run types. Yeah, so any run, you could have the infinite life yeah. glitch if you want. So the top runners for each category that I just read, um, we've got the four boss, which was 26 minutes and 51 seconds, which was done by Peaches. Mm-hmm. Then we have the 100K trip, which was done by Peaches as well at 14 minutes and 57 seconds. Then the max levels, which was done by new Mr. Fox at 38 minutes and 35 seconds. Then any percent was done by Winsel. Wow, Winslinator. Thank you. One minute twenty eight seconds, six hundred and thirty milliseconds. And that we were talking earlier. I was trying to get you to do the little trick that 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 you know teleport to the last level after the second level. That's how they yes. do that. Yeah, they go through the first level. They get to the end of the second level. They do the second the uh, they do the glit or the you know the the cheat, and then they're at the last level and they beat it. Which, um, one minute, 28 seconds, and 630 milliseconds. Yeah, I'm guessing any percent doing 100 levels probably wouldn't be done. In Tyler says there's a weird Canadian variant that comes with the Mega Drive cartridge. That is very odd. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Maybe they ran out in Canada. It was so popular in the U.S. So those were all from speedrun.com as well. Yep, very good. So right. time to wrap up. Yep. We now have a schedule. I've created a schedule. So now there's no more ambiguity. There may be some question about what's coming up, you know, whatever. But I'm going to say, in general, we're going to know what's coming up. So in two weeks, which would be February 8th, I believe, we're going to be doing, it is. February, I'm almost positive. 
February 8th, we'll do Double Dragon 3, The Sacred Stones for the NES. Okay. Then, just a little heads up, one week after that, we're going to do a show with our fun friend Clearvis, who will be in town, and we're going to do a different game. And we'll talk about what that game is in two weeks. We will. But, yes, Double Dragon 3, The Sacred Stones for the NES. Jay, how can the people listening to us now find us? Well, we do have a link tree. Did you know that? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What is it? Thank you. We have a link tree. That sounds nice. I'll have one. <laughs> so did you? would you like to know what our link tree is? Yeah, I would. It is uh, linkter. Mm-hmm. Dot ee mm-hmm. forward slash lost joystick and and what do you get there you get all of the links to all of our 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 social media give me some examples pages. well if you wanted to go direct you could go to instagram or twitter and that's actually lost joystick that's oh. our handle there yeah or you can go to facebook and twitch which is lost joystick network but if you want the easy route you go, I always do you go linkter dot ee forward slash lost joystick did that again for Valdor. They're all there. They are. And the link to the Twitch and the YouTube, I believe, are there too. They are. It's all there, baby. It's right there. You know what else is there? Uh, no. An email address. Is oh, it there? Probably not. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I lied. But if you want to email us, it's uh, info at lostjoystickNetwork.com. That is correct. So, Double Dragon 3. That's correct. The Sacred Stones. Happy it's not. Five? Is it five? Ooh, we don't bad. we'll talk about that next in the next bad game episode so jay thank you for joining me as always michael and thank you for having me i know you had a long day and i know that the weather was uh, inclement and i'm not looking forward to driving home myself anyway. so with that i will say have fun be safe and be excellent to each other You've been listening to LJN, the Lost Joystick Network.